Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So can you give us an example for our listeners of, uh, yeah, take a, a, you know, I don't know about your privacy clauses, personal story, client story of what something like this looks like. You know, I came into Joe and he was struggling with X and like, here's how it plays out. I feel like some people need that kind of a practical application because we're talking so much theory over here. Yeah. So um, I can, I can give you some sort of general examples actually. So there are specific things that we tend to see at different revenue levels of companies, regardless of the industry. So in the 300,000 to a million mark uh, for revenue, typically the focus should be on creating systems and processes that replace what the founder does well. And their focus really needs to be on like on leverage sales, like really automating their sales because up until about 300,000, you really are hustling. You're just trying to, I mean, that's where you're saying yes to pretty much every dollar that comes in the door. Uh, and then between 300,000 and a million, you're starting to really uh, create systems around that. Once you get to a million, and from the million to three million mark, now you're looking at building your team. Whereas under a million, you wanted to find systems and processes to replace what you do well. Over a million, you're looking for people to start replacing what those systems and, pro or sorry, what, what you're still sort of doing and doing well. Is this and more product-based or service-based? Either, like, either, honestly. Really? If you look, yeah, we, this, this, the, the data shows this like across the board. And so if we primarily work with companies that are in the one to 10 million range. And then I, I personally work with companies that are 10 to 100, which is a, a whole other thing. And so the one to 10 that focuses on really building that team and at the same time, they're refining their processes and they're starting to build an automation and they're trying to do all those things at the same time. Uh, and you have, it's amazing when you see like a company with $5 million in revenue that has a hundred employees and then another company with $5 million in revenue that has two, right? And each one has its pros and there's pros and cons to both. I met somebody actually was an eight figure business with uh, two employees, including himself. And I just looked at him, I was like, do you ever get to go on vacation? And he's like, well, I can't. It's, you know, it's just the two of us. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you have a, you know, you have an eight figure like rock on your ankle. Basically. Pretty much. And what's uh, the fun in that? Yeah. And so uh, anyway, so a lot of what we end up doing, if I really had to generalize is, as I said, helping to make people come more replaceable, which means that they're replacing a lot of the functions that they do with systems and processes or with people. And so we'll have uh, entrepreneurs who, uh, our metrics are a little weird. Uh, sometimes they're really about the company, but a lot of times people just want more time uh, to do something else with, whether it's volunteering or being with their family. Um, so we, uh, for the most part, companies that work with us end up spending a lot less time on things. Um, one, one that I could talk about actually, because he's talked about it publicly, is Todd Herman. Uh, you maybe heard of him. Uh, he said that we saved his team 13 hours a week. Right, and so if you think about a team of, let's say, 10 people at a certain hourly rate, like that's a, a large money savings, obviously, and then they're gonna put that time back into something else. So uh, the, the, the most common metric we work with is time saved. I love that. Okay, so I want this example more practical. Let, let's pick on me, okay? Um, we're scaling. Um, 
in a, such a fun way. Cause now we've got our consulting firm, which like I was going to kill. And then I'm like, wait, why am I killing this? It's running really well. Um, so now we've got the consulting firm and we've got our other consultants and our strategists and we've got our head of implementation. So we do full service creative consulting. So we do strategy and implementation, anything that like Deloitte McKinsey does for a fortune 500 company we do for micro businesses, cool. uh, marketing strategy, business expansion systems and operations, um, similar and, and different to what you do. But again, my focus is on the, like, you know, getting people to that five to six figure profitability and the six to seven figure profit in their pocket. Like that's really my sweet spot. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then we have a full creative team. So that thing, again, it got to the place where I was like, okay, we're doing this again. Okay. We're doing this again. Okay. Now my brain hurts. Um, and so we have like our whole, like now our online programs and group coaching programs and all these fun things that we're, we've got going on. And definitely in the space where like, we're making the SD a lot more replaceable, right? Whereas like, you know, you start up and, and I'm at a disadvantage and in my opinion, because I can kind of do everything in my company. And so people are like, wow, you know, like you could do marketing, you could do sales and you could do the systems. I was a CIO for, for six and a half years. Um, but it's in a way a disadvantage because I don't have to quote unquote hire it out. <laughs> um, I could do it. I don't anymore. I would be dead. God forbid. Um, but so the thing that we're automating the most now is staffing and sales for sure. Right. What are you going to tell me? Pick on one. Let's do a practical example just for fun. What do we do? I can tell you what I'm already doing. And, and guys, for all of you listening, I'm happy to pull back the curtain for you and show you exactly what we're doing inside. And then, and you tell me what needs to be done. So what about you're, you're trying to automate your hiring process? So no, so there's two things. So should I pick on hiring or should I pick on sales? Tell me which way to go. Cause they're let's a little bit different. Let's look at staffing. Okay. So staffing like this, we started out with like the SD show, right? Um, my dream was always to make it a full service consulting firm. In the beginning, I would partner with people, um, hired my first full-time person probably about five years ago now until then everything was like part-time. Um, and then it was like, you know, just a bunch of part-timers, side people for a long time. Now we're at the point where, again, I need to be more or less obsolete. My goal is to spend my time coaching my few private clients, doing the group coaching, developing contacts, um, content, sorry, um, speaking and, and doing all the networking connections and stuff like that. Like that is where I am the least replaceable. Right, Cause those are all like the things that are most me, everything else should be done without me. So you're laughing. Good. You're going to tell me why I didn't have to do that. I, mean, I just, I, we have, we have three coaching programs that, and I ran all of them and I'm stopping two of them. So I, I'm not, so I'm I don't want to run them. I love my absolute favorite thing in the world is working with the clients. I have to say like that for is now, where for, I, now. for now. Great. I could change my mind. All of you who are thinking of signing up for our next program, do it quick before Ari convinces me to stop doing the coaching. Um, but I do, I love it. I'm a solar panel. I like feed on it. Like when I, when I guide someone and then like they get that breakthrough moment and I change their lives, there is nothing better for me. Like really not. Um, yeah. So yeah, so doing that, a little bit of group coaching. I like to always have a few private clients because it keeps me sharp. Um, and yeah, and that one-on-one -on -one really helps me develop new systems. So, so like, I feel like in the group coaching, I'm taking things I've already developed and guiding people through it. And when I work with my private clients, I find them always developing new things and new ways with them and then trickling that down into the groups. Um, so that's something I always want to hold on to. And then, you know, content is content. Speaking is super fun. Um, and uh, 
and making all the connections and the networking and the contacts. Again, that could probably down the line be delegated a little bit more. But again, that this is the stuff I enjoy the most out of everything, right? And then, and then a certain amount of staff management, which is honestly to be phased out. So at the moment, our staff includes, I have like three full-time VAs um, to carry my overload. Um, and then we've got our designer, copywriter, programmer, um, lead strategist, and uh, um, trying to think, is that everybody? Am I remembering the whole team? I don't even know. Um, I might've forgotten somebody. And what we're still looking for is, so the VA setup is currently, I have my main assistant who's been with me all the five years, right? Um, and really her job needs to split into becoming three people, the way I see it. One is gonna be program manager for all our online group coaching programs, because that's really a job in and of itself. All the back and forth with people, all of the help, just managing the whole thing, that's really just a whole entity on its own. Um, personal assistant, because I don't touch my email at this point. I answer it, but I answer it through the VA telling me like either she knows everything that needs to happen, or if something comes up, she asks me a question. Um, and it, it, we do have an internal system. Why are you laughing? Are you laughing? Am I supposed to do my email? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with people outsourcing their email to somebody else. So I'm in the inbox, like I'll be honest. And we have a star system where I can see everything and I can get anything I want, but the time it takes for me to voice note a response versus type it out in a cohesive fashion is drastically different. So two things. One, well, one, you should check out a, a thing called word Zen. Okay. Um, which is a plugin for Gmail that allows you to do a voice note and then a professional like writer will write it out uh, and take your like little thoughts and make it into something nice and put it right in your email. Why is that any different than my VA doing that exactly the same way? Because putting your VA in your inbox makes it no longer a place of trust. Okay, and some, but and, everyone and who works that, with me knows that. Everyone who works with me knows that they have a different way to get me. Then why, why have your own email address? Why not just tell people to email your assistant? I do. I don't have my own email address anymore really at all. Oh, okay. So it's not SD. <laughs> it's not a secret. It is SD at Strand because it was like out there already. Um, but we kind of notified everyone that all emails are being forwarded. And anyone who starts working with me knows that they can email things and that it's being checked by someone else. And if they want any private communication with me, it's through a specific private channel that I give them. Okay. Well then that's fine because most people, they just have their assistants check their email and respond to it. And people don't know that. No, I don't pretend I'm too transparent. I feel that's untruthful and that would really ruin trust. I'm very, but, very straightforward about what we do, which is why you, I'm saying it live on a podcast. But I'm sure you're aware that most people do it the other way. Yeah. I don't really like that at all. Yeah, that's no. And it's a real problem. So, um, and the thing is, is the, the moment that you realize that you're emailing with someone's assistant instead of them, it's, and the thing is, even if like you write an email and they respond and it's, it's signed like, you know, John's assistant, that you already sent an email to them. So you could have been like, you know, you could have said something that you didn't want to say to someone other than that person. 100%. Um, yeah. Okay. But as long as like I tell my people, we're cool. Totally fine. Okay, good. Yeah, no, and, and, and my people know there's a private way for them to reach me that no one sees but me, and, and my private clients have that, have that channel. You just, I'm just, you, you've said it three times now. What method is it, if you could just share that with me? I'll tell you, I'll tell you privately. Okay. <laughs> I'm very curious now. Um, yeah, so, okay. 
So that's email. So just someone managing the inbox because things just come in from everywhere. But there was no way for me to get rid of my email address. It's too public. It was out already in too many places. Um, and so just everything just lands in one place. Someone needs to be kind of the clearinghouse for that. My calendaring, scheduling, back and forth with clients, and like all the little things that come up, booking trips, basically a PA, right? So that's the position. We've got program manager. And then um, my assistant was doing all the bookkeeping. And we've also hit a level of scale that that's unmanageable um, by one person as well. So that's another position that splits into. We write up strategy plans for our clients as a consultancy. So when we do a strategic uh, a marketing strategy in the VIP program or with any of the private clients, business expansion plans, things like that, they get written up. So we're hiring more writers um, to write it. We have a whole system in place for that. Um, always looking for more strategists, people who really fit my... I guess like I guess like mindset with a, at least enough background and professional experience that we can then train them and build our strategy team. Um, who else are we hiring right now? And we have our eye on another designer because our current in-house designer is getting maxed out. So, okay. All right. So a few things. One, um, there's a lot of services for unlimited graphic design, like Penji.com is what we use, P-E-N-J-I.com. And all of these services, by the way, if you have someone in-house, they, they can compliment that person. So if you have an in-house designer, this should be overflow for them, you know, that kind of thing. Or if you okay. don't, and you're listening to this, then you can have this people, this services be those things. So um, we have a team out in India that we use sometimes, especially for basic dev, but from a finance perspective, and I do want to, I do want to bring this out when using like Penji.com and scaling, is it as scalable? Cause I feel like for scale, having your in-house people is always more scalable. So Penji, no, I disagree because with uh, any of these services that are on-demand services, you're getting access to dozens or even hundreds of providers at one time. So Penji is $349 a month for unlimited graphic design tasks. You have no quality control. Like our professional standards are so high. Like these guys are good. These guys really? are really good. And they're based in New Jersey. I don't know if that helps, but they're really good. All right. You know what? I'm going to check them out. And again, well, the truth is, I have my in-house team. I have my in-house ma project manager who oversees it, and I have my own designer who can tweak and update anything if if it's not to our level. But have your designer create a branding guide. Oh yeah, we always do that. So the logo and the brand guide is always my designer. Anything we outsource is always past that. So yeah, but if you give that branding guide to Penji, uh, I'm telling you, they you have a very very good designer. Yeah. Okay, so I'm super excited. I have never heard of them before. I've heard of a lot of other ones, and I haven't been happy with any of them. We've tried quite a few. So, so I've tried them all. Um, I get to test all of these services, fortunately. So um, for copywriting, for copywriting overload, I, I can't remember if you mentioned writing in there, did you? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's this weird thing because it's not copy, it's not sales copywriting. No, and right. not more common. It's not technical writing. It's like report writing, basically. Yeah, okay. What they're doing is they're going through um, video audio meetings. And again, the clients are all, they're, they're aware that all their meetings are recorded in order for our yeah. writers to transcribe into plans. Um, and then are, it's not transcription though. It, it's intelligent. It's a report summary writing. Yeah, so check out contentfly.co. Okay. Uh, also $249 a month, I think, for 5,000 words. And they will take the transcript, they'll take the audio or the video, and they can write up what you want. <laughs> so that's very good. Um, and then for the VAs, that's another one. So you mentioned you have a couple full-time VAs. I like having, uh, I don't really love the dedicated VA model in general, just because I think it's a, it's a weak point. However, um, if you're going to do that, I really think that you should have the dedicated as well as an on-demand service. So we use a couple and for very, very, very basic tasks, there's a company called Ephesice, which is E-F-F-I-C-I-S-E. 
mm -hmm. uh, which they're based in Pakistan and their effective rate is $2 and 80 cents an hour. Oh man, I have never seen anything that cheap. E-F-F-I-C-I-S-E. Well, yes. Now you get what you pay for. However, if your process, if your processes are good, they don't make mistakes. They're great. So what kind of a thing could you outsource there? Because again, my stuff is so, it, it's complex. That's part of the problem. It's understanding which client is in which, because we're, we're multinational, right? So everyone's in different time zones and we're trying to balance, you know, East Coast, West Coast, Europe, South Africa now, which is similar uh -huh. time zone, but that one hour difference happens to, yes, make a difference. Yeah. Um, and like this person likes mornings, this person has to do carpool, this person was canceled last week, so you can't cancel them this week, move someone else around, like that type of situation. Yeah, so that I would not give to someone like Emphasize. For that, I would use a company called Magic. All right. So Getmagic.com. Or actually, yeah, like you can go to less.do slash magic. Uh, and that's an on-demand VA service as well. You get a team of 20 VAs based in the Philippines primarily. And mm -hmm. their response time is 30 seconds, 24-7. And uh, they can think on their feet. And they're really great. They're not $2.80 an hour, but they're also not as much as a full-timer. Okay. Now that could really work again, because I have enough people already on the team to mm -hmm. manage these outsourced functions. Yeah. Um, so that could really super work. Okay. And what about bookkeeping? Paro.io, P-A-R-O.io. All right. And, so, but again, there's a level of trust here, letting someone into my QuickBooks, um, again, letting them into the bank account in theory, like what my internal person's been doing. I'm going to let this random app. And I feel like I'm speaking for listeners also, guys, like you can't tell me, but like, tell me you're like, I'm not letting you into my bank account. What's going to happen? Uh, nothing really, actually. Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to steal your money. No, they can't uh, steal your money, but how do I know if they're good? Like I am like super, super, super specific with my numbers. Like, that's why I like using companies like this, like, like a company rather than an individual because they're responsible for the quality control. And if somebody, if it doesn't work, we had a, um, a bookkeeper through them who was great, but she, um, she decided to stop working with them for some reason, placed her in a week and it's been great. So Okay, really so I've got paro.io, P-A-R-O, for bookkeeping. I've got dot. I have no idea. Dollars.com for the pack. So wait, what could Ephesus do? What's the level of work? So my, my, do? They, they do all of our podcast production, actually, because the process is so well dialed in. So my podcast, I record it, drop it in Dropbox, and I'm done. They take care of the rest. They do the audiogram, everything. So I do that also, but I just have an in-house person do it. Like my process is also at that stage, but it's a, a full-time employee in addition to other responsibilities who takes care of that. Yeah. So, but it's do. probably costing me more than 280 an hour. Um, yeah. They do uh, all of our gifting to clients. So like a lot of our gifting, you can't automate it. There's manual aspects to it. So they'll do that. Uh, they do some research for us and things like that too. But uh, mostly it's uh, the button pushing stuff that is required for processes, like onboarding a client, things like that. Got it. Okay, cool. And then for writing, we've got content fly. I've been like scribbling and then I realized I was like writing this down so fast. And I know all of you who are listening, um, like I didn't mark it down clear enough. So content fly is going to be all of my report writers. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, and then uh, 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 for design. Yep. Yeah. 
And then, my gosh, so many different things. Okay, so who's managing my programs? Who's doing the customer service when like the 500 people are like, hey, I had a question. Hey, I couldn't get into the portal. Hey, could you change my single installment to multiple installments? Hey, can you change my multiple installments to multiple installments? Hey, I had a quick question for Esty. And, uh, you know, we tell them, hey, put it in the thing for the group coaching on Thursday. Who does that? So like for like outsourcing customer service or customer support? Customer support, um, mostly for the group programs. I feel for the private yeah. clients, again, it's one-on-one. -on -one. They have the connection with their strategist and like that's fine. But for the group programs, when we launched our, our second cohort and we put 50 people in it, we were like, boom. It was like, whoa. Okay. A lot of people with a lot of questions beyond the current team's bandwidth. Yeah. I like influx for that. I-N-F-L-U-X. And they'll manage customer service. Yes. So you just give them all the rules. We have this. We have the scripts. We have the rules. Yeah. Very interesting. And you can kind of route the emails to and through them. So if we have the internal email address um, yeah. um, for our LinkedIn 3030 training program, um, which we just launched last week, and it got a nice sizable amount of people in. Um, and again, just an influx of emails because um, I'm new like because I, I built the consulting firm I knew how that worked and now we're like hey online group coaching hey, online group amazing coaching. way to help so many more people and like whoa but there's so many people now <laughs> like making sure yeah. the bandwidth to service them was not something I was fully prepared for um, we're doing it just you know everyone's a little busy um and solutionizing this is fun <laughs> I like, no, I, I like this. What else? What did I uh, not ask that I need to know? <laughs> uh, the VAs. Oh, well, I mean, it's not a simple one, I guess, but like the, the main uh, automation platform that I use is called Zapier. Yeah, uh, I and also, but I have to say, Zapier really upsets me because it looks like it can do everything. And then you go in and I feel like you have to be an absolute Zapier genius. And maybe you have a company that does this. You're the Zapier genius. We're yeah. going to talk. <laughs> we're we're going to talk. Because I go in and I'm like, okay, Zapier should be able to find this. And then I try to set the whole thing up and then it's like glitch. The whole thing up and then I understand you. Yeah. Um, so we, we uh, I, I am... I think I'm probably one of the top Zapier people that Amazing. there are. Amazing. We're going to totally uh, talk about this. I got out of the shower this morning and I built this ridiculous Zap um, before I dried off. I, I can brag <laughs> about I can I can brag about this because it's like, it's really good. I made this Zap that does our sales dashboard this morning. So I built a sales dashboard in Trello and uh, Google Sheets. And this basically, anytime there's a new lead, it's going to automatically email the lead. It's going to automatically text a lead, convert the dates this whole formula on it and it can add that to the card like it's it's great super cool yeah so this. we actually this thing this pdf called process playbook uh which your audience might create it with like five of my best processes and how to build them awesome are we, are we giving that out to everybody I mean, if they just email OAO at lessdoing.com and put the, and say a playbook in the subject line, they'll get it right away. That sounds like a good plan. Guys, I'm going to get one of those. I think you should get one of those. I think Ari's proven that he really knows his stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, what else do I need to know that um, I don't know? What else do I need to know that I don't know? 
Uh, Process Street. That's where we keep all, that's where processes live. Uh, and I think that's the best platform for it. You don't want processes living in a Google Doc or, or um, in any platform that doesn't really give you that control over it. So we have an internal knowledge base, but I'm going to check this out because I've been looking for kind of like an external knowledge base tool for my clients. We have a whole white labeled system that runs our project management as well. Um, so this would kind of be like an external knowledge base. Yeah. Um, it's not in much space. Silly is the housing and like where the processes are and they can, you can run the processes there too. Okay. And can it hold video trainings as well? Kind of like a whole staff yeah, yeah. training video, center? Everything. Yeah. Amazing. I have been looking for this. All right. What else of all the things that I've been looking for that you just handed me in 20 minutes, we are new best friends. What else do I need to know that I don't know? I don't know. Um, can't think of anything else. I think that's, 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 that's what I got for now. I got to say that does kind of do it for me. You have just cut my time by like by 98%. Like no joke. There we go. That's my metric. All right. This is, guys, I think Ari just demonstrated firsthand why he's like beyond a super like, rock star and my new best friend. Star and my um, new friend. So, um, so current, current business, business struggle. struggle. So what's a current business struggle? Um, so I really am trying to remove myself from the operation of the business as much as possible uh, so that I can take on the, this paramedic training that I want to be doing. And my goal is to get down to like eight hours a month or less. And I'm not honestly. Um, so that's, it's a struggle, but I'm working through it right now. But uh, there are, you know, there are challenges that come up. Like every now and then they really do need me to deal with something. There's, there's something that I think I'm ready to hand off, but we really aren't. Uh, and then there's just the emotional component of that. Like I tried to jump into a process the other day that the team did not ask me to. And I was, had all these suggestions and I ended up just causing more problems, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's a thing. I hear you. No. And, and I think that really does outline it very well. When you're trying to become obsolete, there's the um, obsolete of the challenge of that. And then there's the emotionality of it where, you know, so many of us to, to, you know, take a Tony Robbins word, um, get our significance from our business, from our work. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, like I know, like I'm talking about, you know, my multimillionaire clients were up to millionaire clients were up to now. They can't let it go from a technical perspective in terms of you know delegation tools, but from an emotional perspective of like, no, I need to be needed. I need to yeah. make who am I or what am I? And and if we do want to scale, we have to be able to manage both. We have to technically learn to delegate and not be needed, and we have to emotionally prepare ourselves to uh, to fill that need to be needed, that need for for significance somewhere else, or we're going to fall right back into the same pattern. We can delegate everything. We'll just pick up a bunch more busy work, um, or we'll or we'll set ourselves up for failure, or, we'll or our people up for failure, so that it has to pop up back to us, and then we can prove how necessary we were to begin. Right. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I know our time is short because I like spent a billion hours picking your brain to save my life, and that was super fun, guys. Super fun. I hope you understand that like Ari just gave you guys, I don't know, easily half a million dollars of value, um, for sure for me. Um, all right, this was amazing. Where can people find you um, to learn more, to get more information, and to free themselves from their business, which you can so clearly do so well. So everything me is at lessdoing.com, the books, the podcast, the, the coaching programs, everything. But uh, they, as a reminder there, if they email OAO at lessdoing.com uh, and just put the word playbook in the subject line, they'll get a very, very valuable PDF. Um, and there's more. 
All right, I'm totally doing right, that. I'm what is OAOC? Optimize, automate, outsource. Nice, got it. Okay, so I like to surprise my guests at the end. I didn't warn you about this, but I like to ask you for a quote. Does not have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. Um, or is there anything top of mind to kind of send people on their way today? Yeah, I got it for you. Um, hold on, I'll tell you because it's a long. It's well, it's long, but I can say it pretty quickly. Um, okay. There we go. It, it's by Robert Heinlein, who's a science fiction writer, and uh, he said, and I, I just like this a lot because it's just very. I find it very descriptive for some reason. Uh, I, I sorry, where is it? Uh, a human being should be able to change a diaper, plan an invasion, butcher a hog, con a ship, design a building, write a sonnet, balance accounts, build a wall, set a bone, comfort the dying, take orders, give orders, cooperate, act alone, solve equations, analyze a new problem, pitch manure, program a computer, cook a tasty meal, fight efficiently, die gallantly. Whoo! Okay. <laughs> wow. That is so fitting. I feel like it's so you also, again, like the ability to become so efficient that you can just fill your life with everything. Yeah. You know, and, and I love that. That's incredible. Ari, you have been absolutely amazing. Um, we could, we, we should really do this again. There's so much more we could do and discuss. Um, guys, everyone should be emailing OAO optimize, automate, outsource at lessdoing.com like me to get this PDF with more stuff. And you should be subscribed to the show, obviously, which of course you already are. Um, you already are. And you definitely know someone who needs this. I know people who need this. I'm going to be sending the show to a couple of my clients like, hey, here you go. Here's a bunch of answers that we've been looking for. Um, share this with a person who needs it. Send it to them. You can share it from iTunes, from Stitcher, from Spotify. You could share the link, which is at sdrand.com slash 79. Um, we're going to list out all of these resources and what they do and what they're for so that you have a really easy cheat sheet. And we will catch you next week. Ari, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?